Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers and ultimately the world. The real question is how to get those people to see that. We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, we're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast. All right. Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight. I am your host, Ben Cummings. And today I have with me Stephanie Wandell, the VP of Marketing at Delaplex. Stephanie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in marketing. Sure. So a little bit about how I got started. I actually did my academic research in data and analytics for parental voting uh, patterns, believe it or not. So I did that. I wanted to go to law school. And then um, a lot of people started asking me about websites and social media. And I was like, hey, there's something here. There's a lot of data and things to be found. Um, So I made that switch and um, went into marketing, decided not to go to law school, saved a couple hundred thousand dollars, Mm. which is nice. (laughs) Um, And that's how I got into marketing. That's kind of the, uh, that was the catalyst there was really the interest in data and all the things you can do with digital marketing and, you know, how you can tie that in with um, having a creative side as well. And how long have you been with Delaplex? Um, So fairly new. I've been with Delaplex since August of this year. And what what does the company do? Explain for our listeners a little bit. Sure. So a little bit about what we do is we have we're a I would say we're a dedicated business partner mm-hmm. um, or global IT resources services and software engineers. So one of the things that we do is we talk about software development um, as a service and yeah. So we do global. IT consulting, and then also um, software development um, services. So talk to us, uh, what is some of the uh, impact that marketing has sort of played in your role there? Sure. So some of the impact was really getting a lot of the the lead gen kind of to the next level. Mm-hmm. So with COVID that had happened, um, it, people were really not sure what to do and how to do it. So we went through some branding exercises and one of the interesting things about what we do is we're actually, our, our founders are engineers. They're software engineers first. So it was it's for software engineers by software engineers, which is a little bit different. So what's good about that is we have team-based engagements, project-based engagements, um, depending on what organizations need, we can kind of scale up or scale down the um the team members that that are needed for whichever projects our clients have. So I think that's one thing that we did was really focus on that message, mm-hmm. which was how are we a differentiator and what does that mean in, you know, in COVID time? Because I think a lot of folks are really nervous and they're they're looking at things and spending those dollars a lot differently than they yeah. did, you know, pre-COVID. So 
Now, with your unique background, like wanting to go to law school and such, what would you consider now to be your area of expertise? Like, is there something you know, like the back of your hand for marketing? Yeah, I would say uh, for me, it's really uh, guerrilla marketing. So I cut my teeth in startups and did that for quite quite a while. Um, and with that, just learned a little bit of everything, kind of did the Jill of all trades, what have you, wear whatever hats. So I, I would say my real, um, probably the biggest thing that I do the most important to me is how I align myself with uh, the sales team. I know a lot of times, because you can see this with engineering and products, sometimes it's a little bit head to head Mm. and the same thing with marketing and sales. But I found that we can do a lot more if we're on the same page and if I can understand or if, you know, we can get on the same page and they can articulate, hey, I need this from marketing and this is why. So having that context and that background really helps to get us aligned Um, because at the end of the day, we're all going towards the same goal anyway. So. I'd rather do that beforehand. Um, So really aligning myself with sales and focusing on sales enablement and how we can have sale, you know, get sales what they need. Is it marketing material? Is it leads? What what does it look like that they need from us? And let's focus on that. So that's, um, that's been, and that means many different things that can be digital marketing, that can be um, doing creative, Hmm. it can be you know, making sure the CRM is clean and that we have Mm. hygiene happening. I mean, even some of these really boring, unsexy marketing things, um, you know, making sure all of those things are kind of happening in tandem. What has been the hardest part of sort of finding that cohesion, as you say, to the market or to the uh, sales team? I think the cohesion is a lot of times marketing is kind of looked at as, and I found this just throughout my career, it's a nice to have, it's not a must to have. So, you know, coming in from the get-go and saying, okay, hey, here's what you need. I'm on your side. I think one of the things that I've always done is just have one-on-ones whenever I'm, you know, meeting new sales people that I work with and just getting to know like who they are. What, what do you need from me? What do you want to do? What do you need? How do you work? Um, what works for you? How can we make this work together? So um, I think the hardest part is just making it, the hardest part is not communicating. So that's why I kind of over communicate um, to make sure that, you know, we can, just overdo it. Yeah, it. Oftentimes it can be easy to assume that the other person knows what we're talking about when in reality, they may have no idea what we're trying to say. Exactly. Where do you see your business? Like where do you see Delaplex moving in the next couple of years? Yeah. Um, so I really see there's definitely a lot of, a lot happening in terms of how people need to have more technical people, whether it be engineers, whether it be QA folks, or you know maybe it's creative folks. It, it can be t- what is what is a technical person I think or a technical skill set. I think that's starting to evolve and change, and we are seeing that with some of the things that people are asking us. Um, and then the other thing I'm seeing is that we're definitely having longer um, lifetime, you know, customer cycles. So a lot of our customers are longtime customers um, and making sure those relationships are are built up and, you know, everybody's happy. Uh, So what I'm really seeing is that we're going to probably be going into different verticals. And I do see technical skill set, 
you know, evolving and changing and being something different in the next five to 10 years. That's a common thread that we've seen in a few of our podcasts, actually, that the relationship with the client has really changed, especially over the last year with COVID. So it's nice that uh, your business is able to focus more direct on long-term relationships and customer retention. Now, is there any, uh, any types of advice that you would give to either a new marketer or somebody that's looking just to change things up? Sure. So some advice I would have is really a focus on, um, and it's a buzzword, but I'm going to say it, ABM marketing. Um, so I know that this is something that everyone's talking about. And sometimes I get a little like, oh, I don't like using it as a buzzword, but um, you know, focusing on other ways to communicate with, with your clients, with your prospects because of COVID and not having face-to-face um, some of the things that we've done have been actually podcasts and webinars, education, um, a lot more content. So how can you connect in different ways? Um, and, you know, doing things that are kind of giveaways. I mean, I've even seen things where people are saying, hey, we're, we're doing a giveaway of gift cards just because we we really like you. This is great. Let's Let's kind of give back because we're all in this, I think, globally, we're all in this rut, you know, so um, it's nice to take a little bit of the ABM approach to whatever you're doing. And the other thing I would say is um, making sure that all those details are kind of checked off. So if you want to go out and do ads through, you know, make sure that everything looks good. Like if you're going to start with ads today, before you even get there, one of the things I would think of is, you know, what's the format that the ads are going to be in and what are you going to stick with? So all these really boring pieces of marketing, um, they make things so much easier later on. I would say, you know, set that foundation as soon as you can. Do you find that's key in having, or it's helpful to have a really good creative department to be able to move forward with that? Um, I I think it is helpful, but I do think that if you are just starting out for those folks, I would say that there are a lot of tools out there Mm. that they can leverage that, you know, do a pretty good job until you can get to that point. Um, Like I was saying before, being in all these startups, sometimes budgets are Mm. non-existent or they're just very small. So there are tools out there that can kind of get you to a point until, you know, kind of hold you over until you can get some um, higher quality help. Any of your favorite tools like Canva or anything that you recommend? Love Canva. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've been using Canva actually for gosh, since it first came out. So, um, and it's, they're, they're doing a lot. They have a really good customer service approach and they did a lot during COVID, which was Mm. really nice and some freebies there. Um, So that's something that I've started to see that a lot of other marketers are starting to use that more and more. I think Photoshop is great. Still something I love to use, but um, for quick things and, you know, for folks who are are new to marketing, um, sometimes it's easier to say, Hey, you know, you've done a Weebly site or something like that, you can figure this out. So, uh, and HubSpot's been, is the CRM tool that I use as well. And that's been really nice because there's a lot of overlap and um, tie in with Canva. Yeah. Those are the two that recently, I've always been an Adobe suite guy. So Mm -hmm. moving towards HubSpot and towards Canva and actually starting to use them has been something I'm like, oh, I don't really feel, but moving towards and actually using them has been a huge help to how user-friendly, I've been surprised at how user-friendly they actually are. Right. Yeah. Now, what what is one of your biggest marketing challenges, either through Delaplex or through your career that you've had to, had to face? 
I think one of the biggest challenges has really been uh, marketing ROI. I mean, across the board, there's a lot of these little things that we have to do. And I think it's explaining that ROI process. So, you know, um, a lot of people who aren't marketers, they're going to say, hey, you know, what happened to this lead? Where did they go? Sometimes leads can just hang out in a deal cycle for yeah. or prospects for however long, and then all of a sudden they're ready to buy. So I think one of the biggest challenges is really making sure that the executive team and that the C-suite understand that things aren't going to happen immediately, that there is definitely this incubation time. Um, and trying to figure that out, I like to reverse engineer that and say, okay, if we want to get X number of you know, qualified leads. This is what we need to get. We need to get this really big number and it seems impossible, but uh, so really working on metrics to, to explain that, I think that kind of puts it into perspective. You know, once you have the numbers to explain why and what you were doing to be able to move forward with that. Right. Right. Now, is there anything that you wish you had known prior to starting your career in marketing? Now you come from a sort of a unique background, but is there anything you wish you had known that now looking back you had uh, experienced? Um, I wish I would have focused more on sales enablement and, you know, and metrics. So um, I guess specific metrics, there's a lot of metrics with marketing that I kind of, as someone who did data research, I would say, oh, I, I don't need to do that. You know, these are vanity metrics, what mm. have you. But um, I think one thing I would really focus on is just kind of putting together something for the, for exec teams and just saying, okay, this is, this is why this is important, or this isn't why it's important. Um, and kind of starting that from the get-go. Once I started doing that, it was everything, you know, falls into place a little bit cleaner and you can kind of act on that strategy quicker. Are there any specific nice. metrics that are sort of yay or nay that you would recommend that you look into or some, like you say, are sort of just vanity metrics that are nice because they're a big number or? Yeah. So I would say for um, vanity metrics, I would say, um, well, some of the metrics that I like to focus on are not only leads, but sales qualified leads, marketing qualified leads and breaking that down. I think that's really important um, because it gives us a bit more of a bit more information of what what that gap is. If there is a gap between what is coming in and what sales is you know, able to close on or mm -hmm. able to you know, do what they need to do on. Um, so I think that's a really important one. And I think another metric that I think is really important is um, how long are deal cycles? So in some industries, it's a little difficult because it really depends, but figuring that out can help you plan, you know, um, going forward. Absolutely. Is there anything that you've been listening to lately, like other podcasts or any books you've been reading that have really inspired you? Yeah, there is one and it's, kind of close by. Um, it's an ABM book that I've been reading. Um, I don't know the name of it, but so it's this one. ABM is B2B. So just started it. Um, actually, it's kind of meta, but I ended up getting this because I was talking to a vendor who was telling me about their ABM um, kind of gifts and packages that they send out. So thought it was pretty cool. Um, but it's, it's been a good read. And I think some other things that I've been doing is really focusing on. Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of that reading and focusing on some of the content um, that HubSpot puts out once in a while. And 
really been head heads down, to be honest. So that's about it. I think um, in terms of lately. Now, if there's anything that our listeners could take away from uh, our podcast today, is there any just last minute recommendations that you'd have for either marketers that are trying to grow or early marketers on their career? Sure. I would say really focus on the best way to make reporting and data analytics not so intimidating. Mm. I think sometimes, and I did this in my past, where I'd get really excited and say, okay, we have these reports and here they are. And you show them to, you know, other folks and they're intimidated, but they don't want to tell you that, especially if you're a new marketer where they're like, well, I don't know why this makes sense, even though you're telling me this makes sense. So I think, um, you know, just kind of watering things down and taking a deep breath and, you know, just make it smaller chunks. And there you go. And then you can explain it a little bit better because you're not going to get that feedback where people are saying like, I don't know what you're talking about, or that doesn't make sense. So um, people like to kind of be guarded in that sense if they don't know what what you're talking about. Yeah, so, sometimes sometimes it can seem like it's a lot of information at once, and being in that goes back to talking uh, to your sales team to have right. that open line of communication that if they trust you, they can come back and say, "I'm not really sure what those numbers mean. Can we go over those, or can we deal with them in smaller chunks?" Exactly. Yeah. Perfect, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find more information about you or Delaplex? Sure. So um, you can find more information about me. I have a little blog, Caffeine and Jeans, just about lifestyle topics. So um, just something fun that I've done. And you can find out more information about Deliplex at deliplex.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. And everyone everyone listening, thank you for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight. Stephanie, it has been an absolute pleasure. Anitra here, and thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag marketing executive spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.